Welcome to a new podcast series for carers by Kinship Carers Victoria. This podcast, the fifth in the series, focuses on the importance of education. Anne McLeish, Director of Kinship Carers Victoria, explains why the organisation values the education of children in out-of-home care. Well, when you analyse the needs of children and young people in out-of-home care, you realise that there's a hierarchy of need. The very first one is to make sure that they're safe and in the loving care of somebody who's going to make a strong commitment to them at, at a home and to bring them into a family situation. And after you've done that, the next most pressing need is to make sure that they get a really good education. And I mean an education that is going to give them a smooth and ongoing pathway to, a better, to better opportunities in life. So when we consider those two key needs, KCV talks about them together. We always talk about child protection and provision of education. All of our written materials and all of our conversations, all of our stories from kinship carers confirm to us that they believe that education is the most important service that we can provide to children in out-of-home care. What are the most common concerns kinship carers express about education provision? Sadly, they often report to us that the children in their care are enrolled at schools, but that their actual participation in the school experience is either delayed or cut short. By that I mean that they might not get a full day's education, they might be reduced to a number of hours in the day. Sometimes when we analyse that, we realise that some of these children have fairly acute physical and intellectual needs that the schools are possibly not well resourced to cope with. However, denying children access to a full range of education activities and denying children the right to experience success at school is not tolerable. So that is a deep concern, so concerning that we believe that it could be in breach of Victoria's constitution. Next, we're concerned about the fact that schools don't seem to be able to provide the sorts of programs that many children need. History and long experience has told education researchers and kinship carers that if we identify an education need in a child and tackle that early, we can fix it fairly quickly. But the longer we delay that special support or that remedial support, whichever way you want to think about it, the more problems we create. And yet we have abundant evidence that children in out-of-home care do not get the special programs that they need. How confident are you about the provision of education for children in out-of-home care in the future? KCV is now quietly confident about new programs within the education portfolio in Victoria and we're having more and more meetings with educators from more and more regions across the state talking about our concerns and getting a very good hearing. We are particularly keen and pleased about the lookout centres which have been established across the state. Now these lookout centres have been established to focus on the needs of children in out-of-home care and to try and broker better arrangements between kinship care families and schools. The idea being that when we get um, the relationship between schools and kinship families strong, then we'll get a better education provision for the children um, in those arrangements. The lookout centres have um, managed to 
um, have some of the children that I was talking about before who have had their entry to school programs delayed actually reinstated. And I think that the schools themselves welcome the support from the lookout centres. We're discovering um, new depths of goodwill between kinship carers and schools that we didn't know existed. We spoke with Murray Geddes, Principal of the Lookout Education Support Centre for the Southeastern Victoria region. What are some of the biggest educational challenges for young people in out-of-home care? Young people who move around a lot, whether it be care arrangements or whether it be um, just through issues in particular schools, they quite often uh, don't make the social connections that they need to make. They feel um, like a bit of an outsider and often um, making those social connections takes precedence over the, the actual academic outcomes. So I would say the biggest issue with kids in care is probably continuity and also people in schools understanding um, the impact of some of, the, some of the things these young people have been through. I think it's important though, before, before we really answer some of these questions, uh, it's important to get it out there that there's some schools that, and carers and kids that are just doing wonderfully well in the care system. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case with all kids. What do the Lookout Centres do to help support children in care? Our role is to, to be another player. What we didn't want to do was come in and be the fix-all for anything out of home care, because that's not going to work. So there's some, there's some teams that are already working in that space and doing a, a fantastic job. So we're another player within that. A lot of our job revolves around uh, advocacy. I guess we're the pushy parent in, in certain situations. So if there's a decision being made within a school that isn't in their best interest, um, then we are the ones who should be asking the question of those schools. Is this the best you can do? Is there more? Can we be more creative in, in meeting the educational needs of these, of these kids? So that advocacy role is, is, a, is a big one. We tend to broker some relationships too between uh, schools and child protection and care organisations and carers. So we spend a fair bit of time in that space as well where um, it's fair to say that um, at times the, the system's been a bit fragmented and part of our job is to, is to bring all the, all the players together, all the parts, so that, so that we work a bit, um, a bit more cohesively. I think another important part of our role is to um, ensure that everyone involved in the lives of these young people, to make sure that they're aware of the partnering agreement and um, who are the signatories and what the responsibilities of each signatory are. So to make sure that kids have regular student support group meetings and that they're high quality, that they've got individual education plans that are um, aspirational, not not we need to raise the bar, not drop the bar for these kids. So really the elements of the partnering agreement, I'm a firm believer that if we had them in place for every, every young person in statutory care, automatically we'd get a, a spike in, in academic outcomes and social outcomes. Can you explain the difference between statutory care and non-statutory care? The children on the lookout role, we, we have a role of all the, all the young people in our region. 
in, in care, in statutory care, and they are on court orders. There's a variety of court orders, but they're, they're in care through the orders of a judge. Whereas there are lots of young people in kinship care arrangements that aren't through the courts. Technically, we work with young people in statutory care, but the young people in non-statutory care need the same supports. So we, we don't really make a distinction between the two. So if there's a young person in a school and uh, the carers need a hand and they're not in um, court-ordered care, we'll still help. So what was the situation like in the state before the lookout centres were established? It was quite fragmented at times and I think the, uh, the understanding of uh, the impact of trauma on, on young people and brain development and their, their learning abilities, uh, I don't think that was very well understood in schools. I feel like there was a lot of people operating in silos and there wasn't the link between different services, which means you know, double handling and a pressure under system. The last thing you want is double handling. You know, we need to be as efficient as we possibly can. I think Lookout coming on board has, has been able to address some of that. We've got a long way to go. There's certainly more continuity between the stakeholders in these kids' lives. Can you give us an example of a success story for a particular young person? We had a, a young man, 15, coming out of Parkville for the second time. Schools were reluctant to pick him up. He had an interesting past. Schools were a bit worried about uh, the impact that he'd have on their organisation. Uh, a school, and I won't mention what school, but a school did put their hand up and say, yep, we'll, we'll enrol him. They managed to, to welcome him into the school and sort of wrap supports around him and make him feel welcome, make him feel like part of the school community. It was very shaky for a while there, whether he was going to um, pursue his, his educational pathway or whether he was going to go back to doing what he was doing before he went to Parkville. And that wouldn't have been good for him or society or for anyone. So the good news is that after a rocky start, uh, the school really worked hard to hang on to this kid and um, he's now doing VCE, which is, which is wonderful. Uh, he's got social connections, he's connected to the people in the unit where he's living. Now, he's got a real bright future, whereas, you know, as you can imagine, 15 coming out of Parkville for the second time, um, it would be easy to go down the wrong path. So that, that's made a profound difference to this young person's life and I don't think you can put, you can't put too high a value on that. I think it's really important to acknowledge what a wonderful job carers do in the out-of-home care space. Um, without carers, uh, these young people would be forced into residential units or, or other, other forms of accommodation and without without kinship carers, we would be lost because kinship care is the first, the first type of care that is investigated when a young person enters care because we acknowledge that connection to family is, is so important and knowing your space, you know, knowing where you fit in the world is, is very important. So I think it's really, really important that we acknowledge the great job that, that kinship carers do. And I'd like them, them all to remember that if, if there are any issues regarding um, 
the education of, of the young person in their care, whether it's a relationship with the school, whether it's some wellbeing issues around behaviours, if, if they feel the school needs some professional learning around trauma, if you just need someone in your corner to, to help you negotiate through the system, then make sure you give the Lookout Centre a call because that's, that's our job. Look out for podcast number six to be published in the last Friday in September. This podcast series is made possible through funding provided by the Victorian Government's Department of Health and Human Services.